Okay, the psalm we've just heard, Psalm 46, has inspired hymns such as Martin Luther's A Mighty Fortress is Our God, and choruses such as The Name of the Lord is a Strong Tower. Can you remember that, that, that chorus? It's, it's quite familiar. It starts with the words, God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Always there, always ready to help when we're in trouble, ever-present. Are you experiencing trouble right now? God is with you in this very moment. He is your refuge and your strength. Even if the earth gives way and the mountains fall into the sea, even as the waters roar and foam and the mountains quake, the writer of Psalm 46 has absolute faith in the power of God to protect his people at the very moment of maximum danger. This psalm is actually talking about Jerusalem. And the images used of mountains collapsing and waters surging is in fact a dramatic way of expressing what it feels like to be in a city under attack. The most dangerous moment for a town that is being besieged by its enemies is at dawn, when most attacks occur. And this is what the psalm says, God is within her, she will not fall. God will help her at break of day. Roll on a few thousand years and wars are still with us, sadly. No doubt the people of Ukraine feel just as if the earth is giving way. The mountains are quaking and the waters are roaring as missiles rain in on them day and night, destroying their world. Today is Remembrance Sunday. Now this is a question for the younger members of the congregation. And I'm just going to go around and ask a few of the younger members, who are we remembering today? Who are we remembering? It's called Remembrance Sunday. Who are we remembering? The people who died in the war. Very good. And how are we remembering them? We wear poppies. Fantastic. And why do we remember them? I said because they gave their lives for us. Yes, they gave their, uh, their lives for us. To think that someone would give their lives for us. Well, there are two wars in particular that we remember. We remember soldiers who have died for us in lots of wars, but two in particular rem we remember because they were so huge. They were World War I and World War II. And I've just put a couple of pictures there of one famous battle. You may have heard of it, Passchendaele in Belgium. Uh, a terrible battle that took place in 1917. And of course, we've all heard of the Blitz that took place in London in 1940 and 41. Now, 
all wars are brutal, but those wars, when you look at how many people died, were particularly awful. It's estimated that in World War I, about 15 million people died, which is huge. But in World War II, between 70 and 80 million people died. That is more than the entire population of our country at this moment. Now, how do we remember them? Mention, we were, the, it was mentioned that poppies were used to remember them. Are there any other ways that we remember people who died during the war? Are there any ceremonies that take place? For example, in London, at a place in London. Any, anybody um, a little bit older maybe could answer that question. <laughs> any ideas? Yeah, they go to the cenotaph. To, to the cenotaph. What, what, what is the cenotaph? Is it a... It's a monument. Okay, fantastic. And um, let's just uh, have a picture of the cenotaph. So if, if you don't know, cenotaph is a monument in London and on the 11th of November at 11 a.m. there is a ceremony. And the reason why it takes place on the 11th of November at 11 a.m. was because in the, at the end of the First World War, a document was signed to put an end to the conflict, what, what they call an armistice. But there are other ways that we remember uh, the, the World Wars. The poppies have been mentioned. Does anybody know why poppies? Because when we got to France, when the British soldiers got to France, the first thing they saw was a field of poppies. And so the poppy has become the symbol of those who died. Fantastic. But there's also something to do with the colours of the poppies. What, what colours have we got in a poppy? Red. What's the red for? Blood. Blood. Yes, blood. The blood that was spilt. There's black as well. What does the black stand for? Darkness. Darkness, yes. Long darkness. It's a symbol of mourning, of dying, yes. Death and blood, but there's also a third colour, and that's the green. And what does the green represent? Life. Life, rebirth, there's hope. Does this remind you of anything, of anyone, of Jesus Christ? The blood, the death, and the resurrection? The three colours are there in the poppy. Now, amongst yourselves, we have sort of touched, with the, uh, touched on the idea why should we continue to remember people who died a lifetime ago? Why should we continue from now on to do it? Let's have a little chat amongst ourselves. Would you like to talk to the person next to you? Why should we continue to remember them? Would anyone like to share why we should continue? Why we should continue to remember? Gratitude and remembering what can happen if wars happen. Yes, it's, it's very personal, yeah. yes, and it's very hard. So it's, uh, it concerns everybody and it concerns the whole world. And despite 
our best efforts, our prayers, our longing for peace, wars continue. Ukraine, Syria, Yemen, those are just three appalling conflicts that are going on at the moment. Inner turmoil is a natural human response and the closer you are to the conflict, the greater your despair is likely to be. And yet, and yet, God says, be still and know that I am God. He offers refuge and strength. He has the power to make wars cease, to break the bow, to stop the missiles and the bombs. Our trust must be in his greater power, in the security he provides. In the original Hebrew, the words be still actually probably mean that's enough, stop. Now what I find interesting is that is how many lies are told in wartime. Disinformation seems to be a weapon of war. You tell fibs about your enemy and you accuse them of the terrible things you have done and that you're about to do. We've heard plenty of that. We know where lies come from. In John's Gospel, Jesus said about people who do evil acts and lie to cover up their crimes. He says, you belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. And Jesus also said that only the truth will set us free. In a sense, we are all at war all the time. You've only got to think of the internet, the media. So praying for the truth to be revealed and putting on the armour and protection of God against the lies is now more crucial than ever. Now, a moment of contention. Jesus said, with regard to our enemies, that we should love our enemies and we should pray for our persecutors. Should we pray for Mr Putin? Should we pray for his regime? Now, in your groups, if you were to pray for Mr. Putin and his regime, what would your prayer be? Do we have a prayer for the Russian administration? We pray that God would turn their hearts of stone to hearts of flesh. I like that, that's really good. What would we pray about for people who cause wars, that his eyes would be open and see all the hurt he is causing. Yes, it's very hard to pray for his, his heart and his mind to be open, and yet don't we need him to open his heart and his mind? Uh, otherwise, what is our 
what, is, what are we to become. Remembrance Sunday is about remembering that war is not the solution to our differences. As we remember the fallen of yesterday and today and pray for an end to all the suffering in the present conflicts, we must also remember who is in ultimate control, who will be exalted among the nations, the one described in 2 Samuel as our rock, our fortress, and our deliverer, Odelia. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the home of my salvation. He is my stronghold, my refuge, and my saviour. Amen. Amen. So let us not forget the rock, lest we forget and put our trust in him. Amen.